Hello, and welcome to Let's Be Real, a New Economy Project podcast. I'm your host, Julian Robinson. In 1986, the last bank branch in the Lower East Side closed its doors, yet another example of the systemic redlining of low-income neighborhoods and communities of color in New York City. Local activists, however, took matters into their own hands and organized to establish a nonprofit financial institution with a mission to meet the needs of their community and low-income households across the city. Fast forward. The Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union is now a nationally recognized leader among community development financial institutions. On today's podcast, we feature a conversation between New Economy Project co-director Sarah Ludwig and Linda Levy, longtime CEO of the credit union and a steadfast activist for financial justice in the cooperative economy in New York City. Strap in, strap hangers, and let's be real. I'm happy to introduce Linda Levy, a visionary leader and longtime CEO of the Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union. Linda is a close friend of ours at New Economy Project and a stalwart in the movement for social justice. We met with Linda in our podcast studio shortly after she received the prestigious Annie Vamper Award from Inclusive, the National Federation of Community Development Credit Unions. Thank you, and thank you for those really kind words. I just, um, the Annie Vamper Award was an amazing honor to me, so I'm really um, very happy about that. Tell us about how you first got involved in this work. Right. So um, I guess the way that I got connected was um, in 1986 when I moved to the Lower East Side of New York. I had been working for many years in the co-op movement, um, specifically the food co-op movement. And was that wasn't working out anymore um, for a number of reasons. And I was on the Lower East Side walking around my neighborhood and my new neighborhood, and I came upon this boarded-up bank branch, um, plywood boards, uh, spray-painted in red paint, Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union. I was very intrigued, and uh, I was actually with a friend who saw my reaction to the boarded-up bank building and said, you need to stay really far away from this place, because she knew that this was my destiny. And um, then I did a little research, found out that, sure enough, the community had begun this credit union. They had just opened their doors May 1st of 1986, and they were looking for a manager. I, of course, had never worked in a credit union before. I know nothing about accounting. In fact, I always tell the story that I walked into the office that first day, and um, there was this, you know, like six-inch thick manual for accounting manual for credit unions on my desk and I saw it and I said no one would have hired me for a job where I needed to use this and I put it up on a shelf but before I go any further I do want to just give a little bit of background about one of the most unique things about how the Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union got started because um, it was started because manufacturers Hanover Trust which some people may remember it was the Manny first, Hanny. yeah, Manny Hanny. It was the bank that I got my first bank account in when I was eight years old, but that was a very long time ago. Um, they had closed their branch on Avenue B and Third Street. And when they did that, it left the neighborhood with a, no bank at all for a 100 square block area. So there was a desire to start some kind of a community owned bank. And a regular bank is very prohibitive in terms of its capital requirements. So 
they came up with the idea of a credit union. And so members of the organizing committee of the credit union went to the Federal Reserve and said, actually, this bank has not adequately served the community. And um, we need some kind of, we want the bank either to reopen its branch at Avenue B and 3rd Street, or we need some kind of concession from them because they have not served our community. And the Federal Reserve agreed. And as a result, there was a settlement in which um, Manufacturers Hanover Trust had to let us have the space of that old branch rent-free for three years. And they had to give us some money to renovate the space. And they also had to give us um, $300,000 in deposit money that would be paid back after three years. Yeah, so when I think about the way the credit union got started, I think about what a great example it is of how community groups organized using the Community Reinvestment Act or the CRA, a law that was passed in 1977 and requires banks to serve all communities equitably. Can you tell us about that? It was really instrumental. And I feel like, you know, over the years, the CRA has gotten watered down. There's been a lot of negative press about the CRA and its negative aspects for the big banks. And it's really important, I think, for people to know that this is something that has that can be put to work to really, really benefit an entire community. So now the credit union, after 32 years, it has grown from that original $300,000 to over $56 million in assets. And we have loaned out over $100 million to our community, which is the number that I personally am very um, excited about and find most impressive because that it means it's $100 million that went back into our members' pockets or into their homes or into their children's education that literally would not have been there if we had not been there. Um, we now have three branches. One is on the Lower East Side, our original branch, our main branch on Avenue B and 3rd Street. Then there's um, a branch in East Harlem on 103rd, and our newest branch is in Staten Island. So now the Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union is the largest community development credit union in New York City, and any low-income New York City resident is eligible to become a member. Let's step back for a moment to make sure everyone knows what a community development credit union is. So first of all, credit union itself is a financial cooperative. In other words, just like if you know what a housing co-op is or a food co-op is, it's um, an institution that is owned by its members and every member owns an equal amount. Now, community development credit union differs from sort of your larger mainstream credit unions because it has a very specific emphasis on community economic development. Community development credit unions are almost always um, designated low income, which means that the um, our regulator has determined that over 50% of our membership is low income. And um, they're almost always located in communities that have been unbanked or underbanked that are, have not been served adequately by mainstream financial institutions. Can you tell us a bit more about the Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union's membership? Around 70% of our members are immigrants. Um, they 
and 90% of our members are low income. These are people who um, really don't use, they're not part of the financial system in this country. Um, in addition, a big chunk of our members are undocumented immigrants, and one of the things that we do is we help them to get an ITIN, which is basically a social security number for non-citizens. Um, and we make loans to our ITIN members, which is um, pretty unique. Um, a lot of institutions won't lend to people who are undocumented. One of the main sort of niches that we have is that we make loans to um, low-income housing co-ops. And by that, I mean we make the loans to both the shareholders in those co-ops and in the buildings themselves. So as a result of that, we feel that we've done a lot to maintain or create affordable housing in the city of New York. Um, and that is just a huge thing because, as everyone knows, you can't afford to live in New York. So being able to play a role in maintaining um, low-income housing co-ops is a very proud achievement of ours. Linda, you've talked about how your credit union is a mission-driven financial institution. Imagine that. And the volume of loans it's made to people who wouldn't otherwise have had this kind of financial access. But how does a community development credit union link its main function as a neighborhood financial institution to broader movements? How do you connect those dots? Yeah, so to fulfill our mission, since we are a mission-driven financial institution, and our mission is to serve our members and to um, work for economic democracy throughout the city and the country, it makes complete sense for us to participate in other efforts that are ultimately going to help our members. NYCID, for example. Okay, a lot of our members, as I said, are undocumented. You know, if you are, if you don't have ID and you have a kid in the public schools in New York City, you can't go into the school building and pick up your kid if they're sick and they go to the nurse. That's how important it is to have the, that's an example of how important it is to have the NYC ID. And um, our members are those people. Our members are people who don't have any other official city or state issued form of identification. Um, so it was a natural for us to be involved in supporting that and accepting that as an ID to open accounts. You know, all of the things that we've been involved in have really been in an effort to better the lives of our members. And sometimes that takes us a little bit further than just providing them with, you know, reasonably priced or free financial services. Sometimes there are bigger issues and bigger problems that our members are facing in the city and in the country, and we need to do whatever we can to help them with that. What do you see as the biggest challenges the credit union faces? Making enough money to stay in business. <laughs> it, is, um, it is costly. We have um, what, what are called high-touch members. In other words, we need a lot more staff per member than a larger institution might that's serving um, wealthier people who are more comfortable using uh, technology to access their accounts rather than coming into the branch. That's one example. All right, so let's switch gears and talk about what I know you have been very eager to tell us about, which is how your scrappy credit union sued 
Donald Trump in 2017 in a lawsuit where the case caption read, Lower East Side People's Federal Credit Union versus Donald John Trump and John Michael Mulvaney, otherwise known as Mick Mulvaney, in his capacity as the person claiming to be the acting director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. People have recently heard a lot about Mick Mulvaney because he was just appointed Trump's chief of staff. But at the time, Trump had appointed Mulvaney as acting director of the CFPB, which the credit union was contesting. Yeah, it was just one of those things, you know. Um, um, just one of those yeah. It's important to remember that Unlike a lot of other agencies that may be there that do serve at the whim of the president, this particular agency was created specifically to be independent. And that was true. And it was created under Obama. I mean, he created an independent agency. Every president was supposed to be hands off of this agency because of the delicate nature of the kinds of regulation that it was in charge of. So it was pretty horrible. Um, for Mulvaney and to take over. And we could see the writing on the wall that um, pretty soon most of these regulations, which had gone a long way to protect consumers, and in fact, most recently had been, had just put out a regulation that was regulating payday lenders. And this is where Mulvaney came from. He has a lot of buddies in the payday lending industry. So this was an, a golden opportunity for him and his cronies to destroy this regulation and destroy the agency. Anyway, um, so we were asked whether we would have any interest in um, making a point about this and bringing a lawsuit against the president of the United States for having illegally appointed this man um, to be the director of the CFPB. and. We didn't even have to think twice. That brings us to our last question. How has the role of the credit union changed in the Trump era? Well, I guess, um, you know, our role is, it's kind of the same, but it's a little bit harder. Um, We, uh, things have never been perfect in this country, let's put it that way. I mean, the things that we've been fighting for all along, we're continuing to fight for. It's pretty shocking that what seemed terrible 10 years ago is so much worse now. But, you know, we're still having to fight for economic democracy. We're still having to protect our members. You know, probably the biggest impact on us is the um, issue of immigration. But clearly, you know, we have to just keep fighting. There's no other option. We're there and we're strong and people know that they can trust us. They can come to us and um, we're always there for our members and anyone who wants to become a member and we're always going to be fighting for them and you know at this point i think that we're secure enough that we can you know take risks and make sure that we're improving the lives of our members in every way possible thanks for tuning in head to our website neweconomynyc.org slash let's be real to learn more about the lower east side people's federal credit union and the amazing network of financial cooperatives in New York City and beyond. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at NewEconomyNYC for more updates. Thanks again and see you next time.